Welcome to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success. So you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. Will, start off, just tell us a bit about you and how this all came about and how you created this, this kind of make it happen philosophy that I've been, I've been following now for what, three years? Must be about three nice. years. Well, it'll be five years this year. It'll be five, five, five years this year. Five years ago when we had a coffee. Yeah, no. that's coffee in coffee in Tunbridge Wells. That 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 was five years. That was five years ago in Royal Tunbridge Wells. Thank you, Royal Tunbridge Wells. Sorry, I, the, the, how how dare I? How dare I? Um, yeah, five years ago that'll be this Octo- September October. That'll be which is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is unbelievable. That's scary. That means that makes me realise how much we have got to make the most of the next six months. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Will, um, t- just tell us a bit about your background first and how you got into coaching. Uh, very briefly, then we get pragmatic and get into some of these tools and techniques about how do we make it happen uh, during this this period, this moment in time. Yeah, for sure. So um, the, the long story short is I grew up with a belief that money equaled happiness. Um, I went off on a tangent to earn as much money as I could, as early as I could. Um, I, I was sort of the typical Del Boy at school, buying and selling, doing whatever I could in that respect. Um, then found myself working in sort of the investment world uh, at quite a young age. I stumbled across personal development. And for me, what was really interesting at that time was the more personal development I did, the more money I made. So I was like, right, let's do more and more and more. Um, one day I went to this event with this guy that some of you may have heard of called Tony Robbins. No, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, small guy, um, but uh, had what I call my lightning moment. And it, and I call it a lightning moment because it was like that film out of a, a scene where the sky is open. I just cried my eyes out for, for 15 minutes because in that moment, I'd realized that 10, 12 years prior to that, my belief that money equaled happiness was not what it was really about. It was much deeper meaning to do that, to do my my, my dad specifically, my mum and dad, um, and, and basically vowed in that moment, I don't want anyone else to have to go through the suffering um, that, that I saw as sort of my perception of, of events. Um, mm. Vowed I want people to achieve what they're capable of to benefit themselves, their family, their friends. And, and it sort of evolved now into the mission that you just sort of touched on is I want to empower a billion people to transform yeah. excuses into results to benefit themselves, their family, their friends, their community, society, humanity, the universe, which is what I call the ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something in there where that I, I think we should touch on, which is, you know, there are people that might be experiencing right now what you've been through over the years. And I think that's probably where we connect because, you know, both of us have been through a few recessions over the years, parents have been through recessions and the impact it has if, if we can't quite make it through that. Um, so what should people be thinking about now when it comes to whether it's reconnecting with their purpose, reconnecting with personal development and, and something more purpose-led than worrying or concerning themselves about money, which again is easier said than done for a lot of people. Yeah, um, and look, I, I, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm pragmatic. My, my company is about making it happen. I do believe that we've got responsibility um, in, in regardless of what's going on. Because even the whole current situation, it may not be your fault. You certainly didn't eat the bat, um, but it's still your responsibility and what i mean by that if you just take the word responsibility it's your ability to respond to any given circumstances taking right. place um in any given moment i, I live by a, a formula which is e plus r equals o so then add response equals outcome events happen so the e what is the e e is event event yeah. add response equals outcome right, and okay. 
um, the, the way you respond to any given event that takes place is what's going to determine the outcome for you. And so many people, they react, they don't respond. So a reaction is an impulse that you may have been conditioned to, to do or think for, for so many years, whereas a response is a conscious decision that we can choose to, to make about a circumstance. So um, sort of coming, bring everything right back, my whole coaching philosophy is built on congruence. And what I mean by congruence is that your actions and your intentions are aligned, your true intentions. If they're not, you fall into what I call the rift, which is stress, overwhelm, frustration, depression, anxiety, unfulfillment, all those negative emotions. But any negative emotion is simply a signal to be thinking or acting differently. That's it. So I know obviously you're, you're, you're a keen sportsman. Um, if, if we were to break it into its most simplest form and say, right, how do I get fit and healthy? You'd say move more and eat better. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's it. And when it comes to anything from a mental health perspective, um it's the same it's think differently and act differently you know in the most basic form that that's all we have to do yeah but then it's getting into the specifics of that so my, my whole coaching philosophy um like i said it's built on congruence but there's three pillars to that so clarity action and accountability and starting with getting that clarity so many of us are have tunnel vision we're focused on the the real short-term thing but if we can sort of chunk up and get greater perspective then things don't have to seem so alarming you know we 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 get caught in this tunnel vision process of things have to be done one particular way and um, there's a saying which I love which is set your goals in stone but your methods to achieve them in sand you know stay flexible in NLP we say the the person um, that that has the most flexibility controls the system you know and it's so true Mm -hmm. and uh, I I think right now there's been a lot of people that have been very rigid in in their, their approach to personal professional financial life um and now they're they're having to be forced to become more flexible and, and the way that we're having to work is just one example of that yeah so there's so many things there that i hear and so sort of starting just where you finished off again i can relate that to sports this idea of and i love that saying that you know be be uh can't remember how you said it but around a goal it's a stone but you're the, the kind of how if you like the tactics are the sand and you're going to be fle- flexible or agile I think the same is in in sports. I mean, you're an ice hockey guy. You know that you can have systems, but if you can't flex within those systems, then you know people get a bit confused or they're not able to adapt, etc. So the coach's role in helping the team do that is is paramount. So that that's interesting. And I want to go back to this idea again, which I really like. You mentioned the difference between reacting and responding. And responding is more conscious. It's calmer. It's less emotional. Is what I was getting from that. Whereas reactive is. Kind of rabbit in the headlights. It's uh, fight flight stuff. Is that? Am I getting that right? Yeah. What you're yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so if someone's sitting there thinking, that, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Am I reacting emotionally or am I responding right now? Because sometimes we, it's so unconscious, isn't it? It's happening at an unconscious level. Well, I've been really consciously thinking about um, taking time out and thinking, but at the same time, I look back and think, yeah, but was I reacting or was I responding? I'm not, and I'm not 100 sure if I'm honest. Yeah. How, how do we know? How do we know in the moment? Or how do we reflect on, on that and make sure that you don't do it going forward? So for me, it comes down to the, the first piece of work, which is why I say clarity. So um, I, I get my clients to set what I call a North Star. Mm-hmm. Now, a North Star is an ultimate goal. Now, think about it logically. We've used the North Star as a guiding light for millennium. 
But to my knowledge, and you might know different, Andrew, you're a, you're a very smart guy that knows lots of people. Nobody's ever been there. So you might know someone that has, but I don't know anyone that's been to the North Star. Um, and what we do is we create that North Star. And for me, the North Star is a goal, a mission, a vision that, that's so big, it's the equivalent of trying to empty the sea with a spoon. You're just never going to achieve it. Um, and that's okay. So that gives you your, your fuel to want to wake up every day. Once we've got our North Star and where we know where we are now, um, I would normally draw this out, um, which I could could maybe do. But once we have that, then we, we've got a trajectory. So I am actually going to draw this out for people that um, – let's, let's see. Um, so this is where we are now. Now, the mistake a lot of people make – well, a lot of people don't set any goals. You know, They just sort of drift through life. Then some people do set goals. They set lots of short-term goals. So what ends up happening is they end up sort of zigzagging and, and, and they find them on the hamster wheel. They find themselves really unfulfilled because they've set goals that are just a year ahead or three years ahead. Whereas if this is our North Star up here, right at the top here, and this is where we are now, what's the quickest way to go from here to here? Well, the straightest line, obviously. Straight, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, the same way that a, a pilot, and that's not a particularly straight line, but the same way that a, a pilot would plot a journey from London to New York, that's their trajectory. Now, a pilot flies off course 90% of the journey because he's having to make constant adjustments for the wind, the weather, the flock of birds that are coming towards it. But then all we do is, um, is we just break this down, and I can't do this very well, um, is, is we just reverse engineer this. So it's like 10-year five-year, three-year, one-year, 90-day, 30-day, so on and so forth, and we break it right down. So then to come back to your question, well, am I reacting or am I responding? You can come back to your North Star trajectory and look at this and say, well, is this getting me closer to where I want to get to? Is this going to be serving the, the greater good in terms of what I'm doing? Um, and, and that's a way of measuring whether we're getting closer to to whether we're going whether we're reacting or responding are we looking at the short-term pain or the long-term gain so so i guess what i'm taking from that is that people might the zigzagging that people are experiencing feeling might be something that that slows them down gets in their way they do something they try something whether it's they put a video out on linkedin because that's what they've been told they've got to do uh, they start phoning up clients and, and nothing's really working for them or they get a few catches it feels like a few steps forward and a few steps back. Mm. But if we can hold on to the idea that these few steps forward and back are still moving us forward towards a North Star, but we've got to have a North Star. We've got to have something you can hang your hat on. Um, and I, I guess in my experience, there's some people that, that find that easy, get really excited about a North Star. They get because they can imagine what life will be like. Yeah. And I've spoken to other people that find that really hard. I don't know what your experience is. I mean, you've coached loads of people, um, hundreds of people. And, you know, for those that perhaps just can't quite get their head around something in the future, but need a process, if you like, how do you manage that for those that are listen, watching, listening? Um, vision? It's, it's really interesting. So for, for me, normally the people that are struggling with creating a vision, it's because they've not connected with what that could be. So there's one thing visualizing it and closing your eyes and going right well i can imagine this and this and this and this and having all the really specific so i can close my eyes and i can envisage what the vision will be because i know what it is that i want the people that can't do that in my experience are because they haven't worked out what they want so there's a process that i go through with people to help them find that um 
And there's a, a there's a few ways that I do it, but one of the ways that I do, which I'm sure you're familiar with, is is using the ikigai process, which is a mm -hmm. Japanese concept. Um, it's basically four areas that they call it a Venn diagram, and they they find that sweet spot in the middle. So they ask people, what do you um, um, what what do you love? Um, what what are you good at? What does the world need? And what can you be financially remunerated for? So that's that. Mm -hmm. Another way that I get people to do it is um, I get the, and that's their reason for being, because that's more sort of purpose mission type thing. Yeah, I like that. Though. I think he, something on, he talks about it in Good to Great, Jim Collins, the kind of the Venn diagram. It's like the hedgehog effect. So he talks about you've got to be, it's got to make you money. You've got to be brilliant at it and you've got to love it. You know, yeah. so there's, and I guess the one you mentioned was do people need it? That's, it's got to, it's, from an entrepreneurial perspective or, you know, depending on where you're going with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you. It's the, no, it's cool. It's the, the, the Icky guy's a way of doing it. Um, another way of doing it is getting people to picture their ideal day. So just literally what in an absolute dream world, if you if, if money was no object, and obviously money is a hurdle that stops a lot of people. So by me sometimes just saying, if money was no object, if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you be doing? And for some people, they go, oh, well, I'll be, on, I'd be living in an, an island on the Caribbean. Okay, okay, great. And once you've done that for a year, then what would you want to do? You know, because mm -hmm. in my opinion, you'd, you'd live a pretty. Um, oh, it might be nice for a few months or maybe even a couple of years, but once you've you've, you've been on every beach in the world um, or every great beach in the world, then you, you're going to want to have some sort of purpose. So, um, mm -hmm. um, and, and what would that life look like? And, and as people start shaping that. Then and we start to get an idea. I call it um, shape sorting. So I know you've got a, a couple of little ones. They might have that toy that's – I never really understood why it's a toy. It's more of an educational thing. But um, it's like a cube, and it's the cube that has triangle holes in it and circle yeah. holes in it and square holes in it, and they put the circle hole into it. And you start just trying stuff on. You go, well, I really want to do this, but would that mean that I could have the freedom that I want? Well, no, it doesn't yeah. Whole. so okay so what would we need to do to tweak that for that to become and once we start shaping that then very easily we can start building that vision yeah 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 i like that um and that particularly for those that can't quite imagine i think that's the word that i'm, I'm searching for is that some people just can't imagine and a better or better at it than others whereas others yeah. you know they, they can't quite imagine that and i think there's some some experience i've had and some of the questions that came have come through just in prep for this from people is about change as well. So the one thing, having a North Star and going, well, yeah, that logically makes sense. I'd like that. And then when you start looking at those steps, it's not just achieving goals, but actually there are some behavioral changes that might be required on the way. And that can make people, that can put people into fight flight in itself. Mm. So how do you go about, I know we've talked about embracing change and a lot over the years, but what, how do you help people through that when they kind of go, well, yeah, got it, but then they get stuck. And and they, and they feel that they just can't, in some cases, just have the energy in the end to to work through this challenge that we're experiencing right now. Yeah, sure. What what's what's your experience or tips for people that can? Yeah, I feel stuck. I've got an idea, but I feel stuck. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm procrastinating. Sure. I'm scared. Yeah. Um. So there's there's a couple of things you touched on there. So I need to break them off individually. Yeah. But um, one of them is I believe that the only reason that people don't make progress is because of one or two things. That's lack of clarity. Or lack of accountability that's it so some people they have absolute clarity on what it is that they need to do and they're not doing it because they're not being held accountable and we've been conditioned to being accountable think about it when we're born we're accountable to our parents we go to school we're accountable to our bosses we go to work we're accountable to um sorry we go to school we're accountable to our teachers we go to work we're accountable to our bosses then we go into the big wide world to want to do something for ourselves, and we wonder why stuff doesn't happen so accountability yeah. is one of those things which is which is key um so that that's that 
Um, then, so we, we, we get clear on what that process is, granularly, broken down into micro actions, mm -hmm. which could be what the next phone call is, because that can be the, the thread on the jumper, you know, that makes everything unravel. Um, then, obviously, you've got the, the psychological piece, which I also compartmentalise under clarity, so the limiting beliefs. Um, so there's a few things that I, I sort of educate um, my, my clients on in, in terms of new paradigms that they're maybe not used to. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those is that life happens for you, not to you. So life happens for you, not to you. So if something happens, it's not, oh, my God, this is a bad thing. It's, it's happening for you for a reason. So no matter, no matter what's happening at any given point, it's happening for you. There's a reason for it. You may not know what the reason is right now, but you can have absolute faith that there's a reason for it. And some people go, well, how do you know that? I go, well, give me any person. I don't care who you are. Right? I'm going to use you as an example, right, because I, I know you very well. You're a dear friend. If I was to get you to plot out your chart, life chart, as sort of mm -hmm. on a, on a uh, like a line graph, yeah, and we had on the, I always forget what axis is what way around, but say on the vertical axis, uh, axis we've got emotion, so positive up here, negative down here, sort of neutral here, and then we've got time from the moment you can earliest memory till now. If we were to plot that chart, I could guarantee you that whatever your lowest moments are, there's a correlation to your highest moments. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and even what, one of the things I often think about with that is uh, that correlation between my lowest moments and my purpose. Mm. You know, and I, and I, because I, I was, um, I was talking to Steve Wallenhouse. Did you follow Steve? So mm. Steve Wallenhouse, you should check him out. He's got a thing called The Anatomy of Success, a, a, a book. He's actually a weatherologist, so he's a weatherman. But twenty-five years, like a few years, he just changed what he was doing and started helping people out. And he was saying that, that people get a bit overwhelmed because they hear Simon Sinek talking about start with why, for example, and you've got to have a why, you've got to have this why. And, and some people get a bit panicky about that, you know, that they haven't got a why. They can't find this, this why, and then they start benchmarking themselves against other people. But then I've also heard Simon Sinek say that it's usually born out of trauma. Mm. Well, not everybody's experienced trauma. Right. So and he says it's usually defined by the age of 19. So I so my wife's clearly born out of trauma, you know, that an experience that I had at 16, dad dying at 48, suddenly that kind of, you know. And um, so what do you what do you think when it comes to the North Star and people that are trying to tap into that purpose, that that why that more intrinsic motivation? Is it just that we have to accept some of us don't have it or some of us do? So what do you think? Everybody has it. Everybody has it. I, I, I don't believe in finding a why. I believe in creating it. And your why can evolve. You know, it can evolve over time. So when people go, I want to find my why, it's like people that want to find happiness. They're leading themselves on a on a wild goose chase. Um, so you can you create your why. Um, our so again, this is sort of what I was going to go into, um, and I'll come back around it so it makes as, as much sense. So mm -hmm. in terms of um, that the life happens for you, not to you. There's something else that we need to consider. Now, a lot of people want to be in, a lot of people want to be motivated. But if you're motivated, if you require motivation, it's because you're living to somebody else's values. So, um, and what I mean by values, so I define values maybe differently to how people might talk about values in the, 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 the corporate space, which I know you do a lot of work with people. Um, so I, I talk about value is a priority, right? It's a priority. Mm -hmm. And you've got what I call end priorities or end values and means values, means um, 
priorities. So an end value is typically a feeling. Mm -hmm. so feeling that you want or that you don't want if it's an away value. And then a mean value is something that you do. Now, our values out in there's a the, the study of axiology, which is a, a Greek one of the Greek ologies that's very studied by very few, but it's arguably one of the most important is the study of values and the 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 the, the beauty of values. If you're living to your values, you will be inspired. Take the word inspired in spirit. Take spirit, tweak it to another meaning, energy. You're in energy. You have this constant, abundant energy, an untapped energy resource if you're living to your highest values. If you're living to someone else's values, like I say, that have been injected to you, projected onto you by parents, aunts, uncles, teachers, society, um, then you'll constantly require motivation. The way that I know if you're living your values or someone else's values is from the language you're using. So if you're using words like have to, need to, ought to, it's an indication to me that you're living someone else's values. If you're using uh, language like I love to, I desire to, I want to, then it's an indication that you're living your values. And that's where so many people go wrong is what happens is they're, they're expending all this energy because they're not doing the things that they love doing, that fire them up, that fill with them in with enthusiasm, um, which is which is a really really important part of of this whole process. And linking that back into the fear part, and I know I'm sort of saying a lot here, but hopefully, it's, no, no, it's really yeah. insightful. I'm gonna, yeah, um, yeah, is is right. that the, the part where it gets really interesting is that optimal growth comes on the at the border of support and challenge. So if you've got too much support, you get bored and it's too easy. If you get, if it's too hard, you give up. You don't want to. You want to be on the border of support and challenge. When you're in your highest, when you're living your highest values, you will see things as a challenge rather than a problem. Right. Nice. A subtle, okay. A subtle yeah. tweak in language, but I look at this situation right now. I go, great! What an opportunity! What a great chat! Like I get to up my game right now. I know you have. You're doing these videos most days. Like you're up in your game because this is your opportunity to shine. Similarly with myself right now, um, and it's getting people to understand that no matter what's going on, that if you look in your highest values, you'll see where the opportunity is and where you can grow from this and how it's I, I think that's very powerful because that resonates with me even right right now where you know so for, I guess I valued the idea of putting video out because that's what the experts say you've got to do put video out you know everyone wants video it's not about written blogs and I really like writing so I, I was very comfortable writing blogs and I still do it and it felt like a bit of a chore to then put video out, you know, make a video or go live. And I'd live, I've had this live for probably over a, a year now. And, you know, it's only recently I've started using it. But I think, I mean, you use the word time to shine. For me, it was more about uh, reconnecting with my values so that when I go online now, I don't think a bit about it from a kind of, oh, I must do that because I'm in using your language. I was probably using someone else's values, someone else's strategy, someone else's idea. Whereas now I, I go live every day because people say to me, how do you come up with content? I said, it's easy because it's my purpose and it's what I value. And I'm talking about my beliefs and I'm, and, and if you like it or not, you know, you, you either tune in or you don't. And I, so I don't think I just talk to one person. And I think for people that are out there thinking they're hearing, oh, everyone keeps telling me I've got to do video. I've got to do video. I've got to do video, but they haven't got the, perhaps the, or they procrastinate around. If they could 
not see it from living someone else's strategy or values, but connect what they truly value, who they're really trying to speak to, then it makes it so much easier. 100%. I think that's, that's, that's where my thinking is and what I've taken. Yeah, 100%. There's, there's two ways of looking at it. You're, you're absolutely bang on. Um, so my four highest means values are self-mastery, um, building businesses, um, creating wealth, and building relationships, right? They're my four highest values. So think about this conversation. I get to chat. I get to, to talk about personal development, which I love. I know I'm inspiring others. I'm arguably building my business um, because there's going to be people that are going to get to know about me that didn't know about me before. I'm getting to build my relationship with you. We get to hang out for an hour and have a catch up, which we we, we don't do that often every couple of months. Um, mm. And we're both talking about things that we absolutely love. Am I creating wealth from this? No. So that that part isn't being created, but there could be an opportunity. Someone might watch this and go, car, yeah, actually, I really like this. I want to get in contact with him. Who knows, right? But yeah, well, there's no agenda, is there? It's not like yeah. there's an agenda. We're exactly. not pitching anything. We're just talking about what you believe in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had a conversation earlier today. I was speaking with a company. They've they've sort of sort of drafted me in to have a conversation about being able to do some well-being stuff with their staff. And they said, well, how long is it going to take you to prepare the content to, to deliver that sort of hour talk? And I went, well, like I could do it now. You know, like I, I could just talk and 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 people are going to and, and I think she was a bit sort of expecting me to have like a two week lead time of preparing content. And I was like, I'm, I might make a couple of notes of key things I want to cover to make sure I don't miss anything. But I'll just do it. You know, it's, yeah. it's and I could talk all day. My, my two day signature workshop, people spend 20 hours with me across two days. I don't shut up. Um <laughs> And, uh, and and yeah, I, I, I put all that in. So and, and it energizes me. People go, oh, my God, you must be like today. I've got a pretty packed day. I think by the by the time today finishes, I've done about eight or nine hours, either coaching or doing interviews or podcast interviews, um, which for a lot of people, are like, oh, my God, you must be knackered. I'm like, I'm, I finish. And I want to go for a run. I've got so much energy yeah, because yeah. it fires me up. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It does fire you up. I find that, that there's a. And whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, whether you go and burn it off, you know, the adrenaline, you know, from having these, the, doing these things and speaking to clients and all that good stuff, it does create an, an energy. But like you say, you've got to find that downtime. I did find up till Easter, I was, you know, going live. I was speaking to as many people as I could. I've opened up my diary to anyone that's sort of struggling for some sort of free support. And come Friday, that good Friday, I was just wiped out. And, yeah. and it was kind of, there was that element, you know, self-care um is so important it was kind of like it was a real light bulb moment that you know what are, what are other people experiencing out there and, and i'm loving this by the way like i'm enjoying it and i'm feeling wiped out it's just like everything yeah. just sh shut down what do you think about that as far as you know self-care what should people be doing right now to take care of themselves throughout this period um they should be showering washing their hands now um that in, in terms of um in, in terms of that side of things, I, I think what's really important is to have structure. I, I say all the time, like this this glass of water, if I want to drink water, it, it's a real challenge. You have to put a lot of effort into it unless I have some form of container. That container could be a bottle. It could be a, a, a glass. It could be a jug. It could be a shot glass. You know, it, it doesn't matter. But I, I need to have some form of container. And what we, we're typically creatures of habit. People have had habits that they've they've done Monday to Friday their whole lives that have been disrupted right now. And a lot of people are really finding it hard because they've not created proactively a new routine. Um, whereas in the past, they might have just fallen into a routine, which I, I always joke that um, when I used to work in London, I used to get the same train every morning. But I would stand on the same point of the platform. I would get on the same carriage and sit on the same seat. 
God forbid someone was sat in that seat that I normally sit in. It was like the whole day was ruined, right? Correct. I was still on the same train, on the same carriage and moving forward. So that's how easy people can get thrown out of their um, uh, of, of routine. So creating a new routine. I see mm. the, the, the stuff that I think is really important, like exercise, um, like eating well, drinking enough water. I, I normally have a big jug of water on my desk if I'm in the office. I don't have that at home. So whereas normally I might get through two jugs of water a day, I'm having to sort of constantly remind myself to have jugs of water, like little, little uh, uh, glasses of water. So things like that. Something that I think is really important. This is what a lot of people don't um, uh, think about necessarily is that when we're stressed, um, what typically happens, particularly if we're highly stressed, the the, the uh, we, we pump lots of biochemicals into our, our body you know so cortisol adrenaline and that it's like a, a a primitive response that the body has and normally what would happen is when that happens it's like when we're scared of the saber-toothed tiger we run away from it mm-hmm. um and uh and we'd run away and we burn off all that cortisol we burn off all that adrenaline whereas when we get really stressed because we've seen something come up like boris johnson's admitted into intensive care and we're like, oh my god what's going to happen the country's going to fall apart blah, blah 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 or you've got julie from from down the road on facebook sort of sharing stuff that as much as you, you don't try not to pay attention to it like you're seeing it subconsciously there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right so so yeah you're having those those little constant tweaks and a stress cycle is typically 20 minutes so if you're constantly being fired off you could spend a lot of your day in a, in a stress response um so yeah exercising helps reduce that and i know you're a huge fan of it as well but breathing yeah you know um and, and conscious breathing i'm a huge advocate for box breathing um is is really really important i i think a couple of times a day just a few minutes um so for people that aren't familiar with it it's literally you breathe in for four seconds you hold it for four seconds Breathe, yeah, breathe, breathe out for four seconds, hold it for four seconds. You just do a, a minute of that and you just feel a, a sense yeah. of calm. And if you've got a Fitbit or a Apple Watch or whatever, you, you'll notice your heart rate starting to yeah. come down. So. I'm a big fan, big fan of that. Yeah. Um, good. Now, that, that's there's so much in there that so many good tips and tools for people that are perhaps feeling stuck, overwhelmed, stressed. And I think, you know, what you mentioned earlier about that fight, flight. I think it's sometimes we don't realize that that's what we're running on. You know, we think it's a, maybe an energy or it's a, but it actually takes some time to do that box breathing and calm the nervous system or, or, or burn some of that stuff off. Cause we know that the impact of it, of, you know, the fact that the body will hold on to carbohydrate and not burning off. And then that carbohydrate turns into fat and that gets around the organs. So you could have someone that, you know, we see it here all the time, like CEOs who are seemingly fit, um, but just thriving on stress that that stuff starting to stick around their organs and causing problems. And it's, it's insidious and it's unseen. That's the worst thing about it, isn't it? It's un, it's there. Uh, so it's so important that we, we take care of ourselves. So important. Um, Will, there, there are so many things there that we could pull apart and we could, you know, I know we could just keep talking and when we get going, we will, we'll be here all day. We are on like 24 marathon, 24 hour marathon on LinkedIn. Um, what are you doing outside to keep yourself? I know I follow you, do your running and stuff like that. No hockey, obviously. But no, I, I, I retired from ice hockey um, this season. So sort of hung up the skates, um, sort of playing at the level that I was playing at at least. I mean, will I will I skate again? Probably. Um, 
but uh but, Prague, skate with skate with us at some point well, you know what? when i was when i was seeing you go out and you were just sort of taking your kit and because we don't have it over here i used to date a girl that lived in america and when i was over there they used to have uh, they call it stick and puck and they just go out and they, we don't have we don't have that over here but yeah definitely i'll jump on a plane and, and we'll go and shoot some yeah well maybe we'll get you out here doing a, a little gig do some speaking out here in prague and um we have a, a morning skate every well we did until the, the lockdown yeah, we'd skate 7.45 on Wednesdays and Thursdays more, Thursday mornings. So that's uh, a good skate. So you definitely definitely have to bring your gear out. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all over that. Um, There's a few NHLers out there. They're, they're in their 60s, so I can just about keep up with them now. But um, some good players. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm, def- I'm going to hold you to that one. I'm, I'm doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, for, for me, like I say, I'm, I'm a huge fan of meditation. So I meditate pretty much every day, probably 30 days out of 31 um so i'm a huge fan of meditation um for me right now focus is so important so fo- like doing my daily gratitude being grateful um yeah. getting myself into a state of gratitude is really important for me mm-hmm. running like we've mentioned I, I i sort of regard running as a, a bit of moving meditation for myself um mm-hmm. so I, I really enjoy that yeah. uh, and i don't always go out and try and hammer a uh a, a, a pb you know just gonna have a nice plod get out my head um yeah, so that experience that's, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting amongst. I mean, I'm really fortunate that that my house pretty much backs onto a river, so I can go all along the river, and it's it's mm-hmm. really nice. But just where where possible, try and get into some form of outdoor environment around, like if it's walking through a park or just experiencing that. I think is important. Um, and yeah, they're the they're the main things right now. Yeah, yeah. Are you wearing masks in the UK? We in probably we have to wear masks. In the UK, are, I, I just don't have any, so I'm. I'm yeah, uh, we have to. Like it's it's law to wear one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're, for those that have heard what you've said and perhaps want to hear more about that and uh, intrigued and and keen to learn more, where where should we send them? What where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, so a few, a few different places. Um, so make hyphen it hyphen happen. uk is my my website. Um. So I'm, I'm obviously there. Um, all the socials, just Will Polston. So Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. We've, we've got yeah. sort of a, an engaged Facebook group. So um, yeah. it's the Make Happen community. It's about 4,500 people in there that are sort of really sort of striving to, 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 to be better um, yeah. and, and make it happen um, to, yeah. to plug, plug the company name. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I'm in there, and it, there's some really good stuff in there, and a lot, lot of business owners who are sharing their, you know, just insights and tips, and and obviously you're in there every day as well. So yeah, it's great. I definitely recommend that. And one one of the other places that I've it's, it's sort of a new thing we only launched a couple of months ago is I've got a, a new website, a new website, a new podcast called Make It Happen with Will Polston. So there's a combination of episodes with me, and then um, I've, I, I get some of the people that sort of inspire me and some great guests. Yeah. um that, that we bring on and i, I know we're, we're getting yourself on in a couple of couple of weeks as well so um yeah it's just just we've got some great great people sharing some some great stuff yeah brilliant well thank you very much i appreciate that i'm sure there are loads of people that are going to catch this and watch the replay later it's also on youtube it's on facebook and and i'll uh, i'll be dropping this out throughout the week and there's some stuff in here that i need to chop up and and send out to people because there's such such gold in there so thanks again will Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsilito.com.